All right, Internet, welcome back to the Tyner TV Podcast. This is the last show of 2014. What do you think of that, guys? Exciting. Um, 2014, man. It's been a long ride. I'm excited because yeah. 2015 is coming. Class of 15. I, well, look at the eternal optimist. I, would, <laughs> I hope 2015 is better. You hope. I know it will be. Hey, well, there is no the hope way. hoping. Everything's better after graduation, I'm convinced. I had a really... Oh, yeah, May 16th? <laughs> I had a really bad 2013, but 2014's been okay, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, who's with us today? Hey, everybody, it's Jamel. Hi, everybody, it's Chasse. It's Steven. I had to save the best for last. Hey, everyone, it's D'Amika. So conceited. And we're doing something a little different today. Uh, everybody's going to try to join in. We have one mic. Normally, uh, it would be Diana or Keisha or, or Yasmin. Somebody or Yasmin sitting here. Um, doing you know a permanent guest but we're going to kind of roll through people and see whoever wants to say something can say something because we're going to um it's almost christmas folks and here comes mr cope with him being the grinch no I'm, i've actually kind of gotten into the spirit this year so uh wow that is a like little and, and, and the funny part is uh just a little <laughs> the funny part is now that i am feeling a little christmas uh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> so the Grinch, he said no, his heart. This, this, it, it would be great to talk about Christmas. It would be great to make this whole show about presents and puppies and candy and mm-hmm. whatever. But, but it's time for something serious. It's time for something serious. We've been watching. We've all been watching the news. And it just mm-hmm. seems to keep getting worse and worse and worse. I'm At wrong. the jolliest time of the year. Yeah. Am I wrong about this? Yeah, you're not. I mean, look, look what we got. I mean, we got. We got people gunned down without weapons. We've got, I mean, we've got uh, little kids getting shot holding toy guns. We've got big kids getting shot holding toy guns. We had another guy shot holding a toy sword. We've got all these things happening. And, and they all seem to have one thing in common, D'Amica. <laughs> no, I'm going to let Steven say it. Okay. Um, okay, they're all African American. I just know you beat me up. <laughs> no, I only pick you up when I want to talk about the ghetto. Oh, I mean, well, you always got to get somebody to represent I mean, that favors. But with a lot of these situations, they could have been stopped if a lot of some of these kids who actually had good home training to know not to do certain oh my things. God. What you trying to say? Like what? I mean, like with them. Can I really say it? Well, the Michael Brown situation. Okay. If he if he would live to the cop and got out of the street, all of that would have been solved. He would have been alive today. So taking the advice, quit resisting arrest. Yes. Even if you did anything, nothing wrong, you're going to give up your rights? Well, as as wait, a man, I'm just, to me, it's like as a man, he, what, he was like 18 man. years old or yeah. whatever. You should know automatically. Just respect authority automatically. If some if somebody tells you to get out of the street, it's logical that you shouldn't be in the street in the first place. Why are you in the street? Just because he's a cop and just because he's white and he told you got the street. Oh, I gotta disrespect them and say no and do all this dumb stuff. No, just get out of the street. Is it that crucial? Well, in agreement with Jamel, because I can kind of see both sides of the fence of where mm-hmm. Mike Brown was coming from as well as where Jamel is coming from. He's speaking in terms of. Whereas, why can't we just follow the rules? You know, 
in a lot of these cases that are happening today, it's of who's not following the rules is why things happen to these people. But in the same instance, because a lot of the cases that are happening now are race, all of these people that are getting killed are black men. And typically, most officers or people would like to say that, oh, you know, they kill black people because they're afraid of them. And I don't think it's necessarily that. I feel like a lot of the times that black men resist arrest or even anyone resists arrest because they don't want to be controlled. This whole, you know, theory of control. They're trying to control me. I didn't even do anything wrong. Like, why are you over here bothering me? I'm not doing anything instead of just, you know, following the rules. But it's... It's a double-sided situation where you can kind of see where someone's coming from, but in the same sense, it's just like, just follow the rules, you know? But And, and I would say that without without question to both sides. I mean, the cops have rules, too. Mm-hmm. And if they followed their rules, this stuff wouldn't be happening either. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, power corrupts people. So, I mean... If, Not everybody, but... I mean, certain people. Like, if you... You know, you know for every bad cop on the street... There's always you can one. find no. There's always more than you can find. Fifteen, twenty good ones. Sure. You can find. You can probably find a thousand good ones. It's a, they're not the ones. I, I saw a story the other day. Happened locally. Uh, a guy was at an intersection. He watched this cop pulled up on one of those ladies that that were like standing on the the side of the highway. She had a dog, and I don't know if she had a sign or not. But the cop apparently asked her. Um, not get off my highway, not anything like that. He said, are you okay? And she said, yes. She said, he said, do you need a ride somewhere? And she said, no. He said, do you need food or anything like that? And she said, well, I think my dog is hungry. And he left and came back with dog food and a bag of food for her. Wow. And that was what the cop did. I mean, and, and there's so many of those guys out there. Yeah. I mean, was it yesterday there was a police officer that was... Um, pulling people over and casually asking them what their kids wanted or what they wanted for Christmas. And then he had, like, people that was at a store, and they would go get it, and they'd bring it to him, and he'd give it to them. And I have mixed feelings about this because, I mean, yeah, it's kind of nice, but I also kind of feel like they're trying to drown the media a little bit since mm-hmm. there's been all this mm-hmm. bad cop stuff going on the air that they're trying to drown the media with all this good stuff that cops do. Well, but, but, but why is that drowning it? Why isn't that just... Um, Good PR is not, you know, everybody needs it. This is what they do. But but mm-hmm. we have to focus on the, the negatives because the negatives can be really negative. I was going to say that um, there was another cop story that I heard that no one really knows about, that there was a protest in St. Louis and then they were rioting. And one lady went up to one of the police officers and was like, why do you hate us? And the police officer says, I don't hate you. I just want to hug you. And then they all just hugged the police officer and did all of that. And then that was it. And, and it's funny. I, I don't know. Does that work? Yeah, I don't. The, the thing that bothers me the most about Ferguson is the people of Ferguson aren't the ones who did all the rioting and looting. It was the, the people that said, hey, let's go protest something and riot and loot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, because I listened to the radio, like, I think, like, a week after that. And some black activists was like, why are you riding in Ferguson right where you are? You don't have to go out and destroy anything. But going to Ferguson, you're just doing it there. And you're not doing it when you get back home. So nothing's going to change. It's going to be the exact same thing that was happening in Ferguson. We had some protests here. Mm-hmm. We did in downtown Chattanooga. Oh, I'm sorry, in okay. downtown. Uh, we say it all the time. We, we're a school in downtown Chattanooga. That's all you people mm-hmm. need to know because you're all <laughs> creepy stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and they went they went fairly well until mm-hmm. a people a couple of people decided to block the street. Well, I mean, and then when the cops said, "Could you please get out of the street?" they said, "No, we're protesting." So they arrested them for blocking traffic, which is illegal, dangerous, mm-hmm. as well as illegal. And like with the rioting thing, you don't need to destroy anything to actually make a point. Well, you don't even need to riot; you just need to protest. Peaceful I guess, protest. I guess, is, uh-huh. I guess this is when you could say the little anarchy phase that I went through freshman year kind of comes in. But I mean, to the to, to a point, I feel like yes, peaceful protest <laughs> is the way to go. But I mean, there's a point in time where you guys you gotta say, you know what? Just walking around in circles and carrying the sign isn't getting stuff done. It's just not rioting and destroying things are getting it, stuff done. It's destroying the community communities. You know what I'm saying? In all the stores, and it, a lot of people don't like a lot of people. You see on the news the time all these people talking about civil disobedience and stuff, and the main people who are doing it are the ones that I guess you could say the most American or they feel like they represent America the most on Fox News and other news stations like that. But you also got to understand America was built on civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. The the uh, pouring of the tea when we were riding, there was a Boston massacre. Um, just revolting in general. That built America, and the cool thing about America is when a group of people are mad, they can protest. But sometimes you just get mad, and you're just, I'm not taking this crap anymore, and you you have to make a scene. You nature. don't have to make a scene, but then but you got human nature. But then, I don't feel like it's human nature. Some, okay, yeah. Just in mind. Just go. I said, but what you got to look at is, let's remember Martin Luther King and what he did. They didn't have to fight. They didn't have to do it. You know what they did? People protest that it was actually planned out. And you know what happened? Equality. Everything. You got to do certain things a certain way. Sometimes you can't fight. Because when you fight, sometimes you're just going to automatically lose, no matter what side you're on. Back during those times when they were doing that, the blacks were what? You know, they were doing something good. They were still bad to them in their eyes. You got to show them who you are as people. You can't just show them your animals because that's what they expect from you. But there was also rioting during the civil rights movement. And, gosh, what was that in L.A.? What was that? There? The LA, you talking about the L.A. fire? Yeah, the L.A. riots. But, oh, gosh, what was his name? Um, Rodney King. Yeah, Rodney King. Yeah, but that wasn't called. a civil rights issue. That was, yeah, again, that, that was, again, cops overreaching. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they had him on video. Beating you'd, the think crap they, out of him. you'd think they'd learn. You know, celebrity celebrity ladies, keep your clothes on. Uh, cops, quit abusing people. Uh, there's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be put on YouTube, and it's going to be put on the Internet, and everybody's going to know about it, and then it's going to cause this mess. But that's what made people so mad about the Eric Garner situation, because they had the man on video actually yeah. doing this, and he's actually saying, I can't breathe. And, and they still had this man to the ground. And in New York, it's against the it's against the law for police to use the chokehold on any criminal, no matter what they did. And the only person to get arrested in all that was the man who he recorded, recorded it. it. Yeah, the man who took the pictures. They That's, caught him. They caught him on a weapon charge two weeks later. Of course they did. But they uh, never found the weapon. They said he dumped it before they right, caught him. Right. Right. But I still understand. They tried. I understand why they tried to detain him because he. Is, I mean. You know, try to fight the cops or whatever. Yeah. But that does not give you a right to actually kill the man. No. I would think that before you went to lethal force, you could... Um, tase him. Tase him. Before you did that, you could pepper spray him. Pepper sprayed him. Mm-hmm. Did you something. Pepper spray. You can, you can, then you can try the taser. Then you can whack somebody with a, with a stick for all I care. But, but when, you, when you decide to go to lethal force... 
So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where. I don't know how that becomes the first option. Yasmin, you have something to say? Okay, there was a case where man. There was a case where a man did tase someone. He tased them nineteen times, and then the man died. It was a case where the guy was 21 years old and his name was Patrick Lee. He said that the reason that he tased him 19 times was because he was acting strangely. And the guy died from excited delirium caused by the shock, by the shocks. I mean, if, any, anything that you, any, any action that can be taken by the police can be taken too far. You can always have too much of something. It's all about self-control. If, if if acting strangely is a reason to get tased, you would all be getting tased every day, <laughs> including me. Yes. So in that situation, that's pretty much a definition of abuse of power. Mm-hmm. Because, but isn't I, it all? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. well, and you also got yeah. a, a lot of the um, a lot of these. I guess you could say. Well, I don't know if y'all noticed, but. There was a lot of stuff that's going down that was shouldn't have been going down. Like the you, you start seeing police. Um, what do you call them? Like the the whole group as a whole. I, forget, I can't think. Of the police word. squad. The squ- you, you see the whole police squad getting militaryized vehicles and start wearing SWAT. I read an article this year. There has been about it's about two or three thousand SWAT break-ins a week. When about in 2012, it was about a thousand a month. And where they had to use SWAT force to bust down a door without warrant, it's went up to about that much a week. So if you just think they're they're getting a little hyped that they they have a whole lot more power than they really do, and it's just a situation where we gotta pass more laws and make more police officers wear body cameras, and just let them know that you're here to protect us and you're not we're not supposed to be scared of you. Yeah, there, there was a form of police forcing called. Uh, Community policing, and it, and it really worked, and it worked in Chattanooga for a little while. Uh, we don't have—I I don't want to go out on a limb because I—I'm every every police officer in Chattanooga that I've ever dealt with has been very very professional. Now it could be based solely on the way I look in the mirror. Portia, uh, you had something to say? Um, most people saying like the most killings mm-hmm. they've been. The more killings have been going on because uh, people say the quote around is unarmed black teenager. Right. And when I was looking, reading and researching all that, I was thinking like, of course, most of the color of skin, like is the color of our skin a weapon mentally to the police officer? Like, do they see that? Like, do they see the color of our skin and automatically think as a threat? Yes. Mm-hmm. A, a threat, the sagging pants. Like, do they automatically think that we have a weapon on them? Like, is that mentally a threat to the police officer? Like, I just don't understand, like, that. You know, I, I think that's probably the most profound thing any of you have said yet. Uh, and it goes back to we were discussing that, that game. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that uh, it's, not, it's not really a game. It was a study that a oh, university yeah. did with a game. And it would show picture, 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 person. And the people could have uh, a wallet, a cell phone, a drink, or a gun. And you were supposed to hit shoot. When you saw a gun and don't shoot when you didn't see a gun. Well, what they found out was that most of the people that were playing it, they were pretty much just shooting every black face they saw and not shooting the white ones. Even though the white ones would have guns and the black ones would have uh, cell phones, they, they they saw one and they went, okay, then he got shot. And then they'd see the, the African American face and shoot it. And the scores would get really, really, really low. 
I am in agreement with Portia. I always felt like this way, especially growing up in a black community. You would always see, like, my male cousins are fearful of the police. You know, every time they see a police officer, they're driving in the car. Oh, now they want to slow down. They want to turn their music down. It, it's, it's this fear that I feel like the police system as a whole, the whole system just instills in people that they just... Like, black people, they just have to have this fear of police officers because they feel like they do anything wrong is going to result in some type of way of, okay, now I'm going to j- I'm gonna go to jail. They're going to find something in my car. And most of the times, that's not the case. You could be just black while driving and get pulled over for anything at all. And yeah. it's, it's kind of, I don't know how to word it. I just feel like there is, there's always has been this white men have been afraid of black men since, the beginning there's always been this even during slavery times you would always see black men getting severely punished for possibly you know not doing their job totally correctly correctly or to their full potential Mm -hmm. there's always been this a white man has been afraid of a black man but why is that we're all equal what do you have to fear of us is it because we're strong you know they like to say that black men are stronger or black men are more you know faster and they supposedly get all the women you know there's always these crazy stigmas against black men versus white men and i always felt like there's just this just this line this division of men where they all should be working together in in order to protect everyone instead of this whole you know i'm black you're white I'm going to be afraid of you because you're a black man. You're bigger than me. You're stronger than me. So now I feel like I have to do this extra nonsense that's so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So um, what did anyone do any uh, looking around to see what the percentage of population of uh, our prisons are? Uh, yeah. uh, yes, I did. Um, in this order, now this isn't based on population as a whole, but it's just in the incarcerated population. So... Uh, in descending order, the number one pop- race in prison is white, white, which is at 59.2, black, which is at 37.4, Native American at 1.9, and Asian at 1.5. And I also have it broken down by uh, crime. The two crimes that uh, white people lead in is fraud and drug abuse, and that's um, by in the thousands, hundreds of thousands of what they lead in. And the two number one crimes that African-Americans lead in is burglary and murder. Okay, so let's just stop right there and go back to Chasag. Does that answer your question? Does that change your, your question at all? Mm. Boy, I just sounded like a big old redneck. <laughs> it did a little bit. I mean, I understand the facts, but... There's, I don't know, for me, growing up and seeing that, I always saw a black man or or a white man in some type of room or situation, and it's just like they have this fear. Like, I literally have been around white families, and they just have, like, oh, the white woman will clutch her purse or, or pull her kid to the side. And it's like, I don't want your kid, lady. Like, I have my own brothers and sisters. I don't want your kids. Trust me. I don't want your wallet either. Don't worry. I'm not going to bite you. <laughs> it's like, it, it, I don't know. I, it, I know. It's just know. this, you go out in the world and no matter how you perceive yourself as either a black man or a black woman, there's always this stigma that just will never go away. And I feel like it does have some relation with the with the crimes that have been going on right now with as far as pro- police brutality. Because 
some of the a lot of the cases that happened, like Mike Brown, you know, he was in the middle of the street. He did yeah. not want to listen to the officer. Right. So the officer felt like he had to use force, but mm-hmm. he used excessive force. And I felt like that was more of a power situation. It's because I have this power over you. You didn't want to listen to me. You don't take me seriously. Another situation. You're a big black man. I'm a small white man. Yeah, except that guy it's, wasn't small. The Eric, Mike Brown or the officer? The officer. Well, I, I, he looks kind of little to me. I don't know. He was, he was 6'1", 225 pounds. And the same thing, though, it's like they look at him like, oh, well, he's bigger than him. He had yeah. to shoot him six times. You don't have to shoot anyone six times. You shoot them once, you're down. That's that's it. Generally, that's for anybody. Generally, because in spite of what they show you on TV, getting shot hurts. Yeah. But see, I'm, I'm part of Good with Good Guys, and we talked to cops like for the first week, and the cops said... We can shoot somebody one time. Maybe they might go down. But if the adrenaline is up, mm-hmm. I can shoot them 20 times. He can stand there or he or she or whoever can look at me and say, "You, oh, you shot me. Right. And they not even realize they got shot. Um, my question, or, or the, the, I guess the thing I want to make is uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like this guy was walking, jaywalking and the cops had get out of the street and he said no. So he was gunned down. Uh, he did put his hands on the police officer. He yes. did get aggressive mm-hmm. first, according to some witnesses. Other witnesses said, no, he didn't get aggressive first. Uh, it seems to me, though, that when you do put your hands on a cop, all bets are off. Yeah. yeah. At that point, they, they can do whatever they want. Or should. Because I don't even like feel like it's even that. Like You don't even have to be aggressive towards the cop. I feel like they will still be aggressive towards you. The The dude with the samurai sword? Was yeah. not aggressive. The little kid with the toy gun wasn't aggressive. I mean, that's the little kid with the toy gun is different. There's two kids with toy guns. That was in. Look, I don't know what's going to happen with that. To me, I saw the video. That was murder. There's I, which I, one? I there's the, there's the, the two of them. Kid, the 12 year old kid in Cleveland who was mm-hmm. gunned down by the cops. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that was that was cold blooded murder. I say both of them. The one where he was in the store and the one in Cleveland. Yes, but the one in the Walmart had at least a very believable um, 911 call preceding. Mm-hmm. The the little the one with the little kid, the guy who made the 911 call actually said, it's a toy gun, or I think it's a toy gun, but he's just scaring people and somebody should make him stop. Yeah, but we see with that. A lot of toy guns are made like actually real guns. So it's kind of hard to distinguish between the two. But that doesn't call for you to shoot a child. And then they did say in the call that it was a fake gun or probably a fake gun. I don't feel like they should have had a little gun stare down with him or whatever. It's a 12-year-old boy. What more can you do? I'm pretty sure that a, a few, like, five or six, 45, 35-year-old men could outsmart a 12-year-old boy. I'm, I'm just saying, you didn't have well, to go in there guns blazing. Did you, did you guys see the video? No. 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 All right. It was a street in a park. There was a gazebo in the back, one of those big, like, where they, mm-hmm. they square dance, you know. Yep. Uh, parties. <laughs> uh, these cops pulled up within four feet of the person that they thought was an active shooter. And, and he said, um, the, the cop said, we said, put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up before they shot. I saw the video. That car pulls up, the door opens, the kid's down. It was less than two seconds. And that's why we need body cameras on every single police officer that the, is recording 
24-7. Yeah, and, and that's not even police procedure. You don't roll up within four feet of somebody who's an active shooter. You, 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 they, they have a thing called a felony stop. I think they still call it that, where, where they, they teach you to, to park the car a certain way and you turn the tires a certain way. So now you've got the tires and the engine block protecting you from getting shot through the car. They didn't do anything. They just rolled up on him. They saw him and they shot him. One cop did. The rookie cop did. So I don't. I, th- that one to me is just cold blooded murder. I don't know about the guy swinging the sword. Uh, they the cop said he got aggressive, but Lord, if I accidentally shot somebody, I'd say he was aggressive. Yeah, everybody would. You know, because this is America. Hey, and this is police it. brutality. Because this is America, is it, and if anybody did anything, it's your God given American right to shoot them. Well, yeah, Gee, and by, thanks, and by Jim Bob. y'all saw yeah. the South Park episode. He stepped in my circle. Okay. What? No. What really gets me is the the repeat offenders. You'll have people like the the policemen that are accused of brutality over and over and over again, and there's nothing done. They're accused, and they just go back to living their lives. Like, and if you have someone commit a crime, even if you don't find them guilty for it, you being accused, let alone alone, you're sitting in jail. So for somebody that's a repeat offender of someone abusing someone else, you should be somewhere where you're kept under close watch or something. I wouldn't disagree with that. I also wonder why we have so many repeat felons on the street. Uh, me and Demika just saw the video. Yeah, that's murder. They, they, it looked like they didn't even have enough time to park the car before they got out and started shooting. Yeah. It's, they just straight up drove straight to him and went right there side by side by him. It's like they didn't even bother to roll, open the car door. It's like they just rolled down the window and shot him. Yeah. And I, then they got out the car. First time I saw it, I was like, well, why didn't you just run him over with the police cruiser? If, <laughs> if that's really all you were there for. At least you could say that was an accident. True. Oh, my gosh. And they just, it's, uh I feel like I don't need to watch it because I can't even make it through the Eric and, Garner video. And then they arrested the boy's sister. For what? Yes, really? and they arrested the boy's sister for coming to check on her brother. Mm-hmm. They put her in the car. They used because once again, ex- they excessive force there. and threw in the cop car. What? And the mom even had an interview on the news. Yeah, what? because the mom had to decide: Do I ride in the ambulance with my son, who's my twelve-year-old mm-hmm. son who is dead, or do I ride to the police station with? She had to choose between her children. And well, that's I'm not right. Leading them out there, that, like I thought, the procedure was you try to get him, get him out the street as fast as you can, and get him to a hospital, even if you do shoot him. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this, and you all might. If they're white, sure. Yeah. Because how, how long did Michael Brown sit out in the in the sun? He was out in the sun for like um. It was a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think it was about two hours. It took him that mm-hmm. long to realize, hey, he's dead. We don't. We need to try to get him off the road, <laughs> like. That doesn't make sense. It, it's just this is when I said they've got they they think they're grown. They think that they can do whatever they want to, and it's just because we keep allowing it and we keep just let we make little we make little remarks and we start a little bit of trouble, but we're not we're still letting them get away with way too much stuff than they, what they need to. So, I agree. They're getting away with so much. It's like our little like little things that we do doesn't mean anything. Like they don't listen to. Whatever we're saying. Who's that? They as the in authorities? the authorities, the okay. police station. Like, like for instance, you see how the um, 
football team, they're trying to speak out on it, talking about during the football game, the coach had this shirt that said, I can't breathe. Right. And they came out of the um, stadium with their hands up and right. stuff because they're trying to make it aware. Mm-hmm. And the police station said that that was rude and uncalled for and they want an apology. And the Rams told them, no way you're getting an apology, and then apologized the next day. See, and that's that's what I'm saying. You can like it, like I don't it, I don't know. It just makes me mad sometimes because I mean, you we can be peaceful about it. We can get as loud as we can, but there's a point in time where you just got to get up and make a stand and say we're not taking this crap anymore. And then you make a scene. Okay, I don't think the Tyner TV podcast exactly is the place to call for revolution. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Not necessarily. Uh, especially considering all, you're all in high school. All I'm going to say is it's a different time. It's a different era. We have all these tools to change the entire world if we wanted to. But it's we don't really have to fight anything. anymore. Yeah. Uh, we really we, we have gee, to fight Getting it on way, video it hasn't done anything. Look at all the ones that have been on video. And have actual done. proof in what? In what? But... Social media, as much as it kills me to say this, social media can affect change. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And rather than sitting around chatting with each other and using your social media machines for games or whatever you're over there doing, (laughs) why why not try to start something? Why not try to make something that works? Why not try to... Look, I've got a... I've got... Video equipment in here. <laughs> show me all your movies about how much you want the world to change. Exactly. Show Wait me, till we get back to school from Christmas break. I know what I'm doing. You know, show me you, one of them. Talking about social media, you know what was one of the funny things? The NYPD tried to make a, a hashtag. Um, this is a while back ago, but the NYPD tried to get a hashtag, my NYPD police officer or something like that. And you would post a picture of a, about an NYPD officer and you'd put that hashtag. They had to take the hashtag down because every picture they were posting showed police brutality or police <laughs> officers doing something really okay. crazy they shouldn't have been doing. Okay. And, and here's the other thing that it galls me to um, – to, to have to say is your generation and the generation that came before you probably are a little more savvy about social media than the 60 year old guy who decided to use a hashtag. Yeah. You know, I'm going to throw this out here. A lot of the times, um, what Yasmin was just, I think that was Yasmin that was just saying that, um, not to backpedal, but a lot of the police officers that are on this force, you know, the, the good guys, the ones that go out and get all the bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that are happening today, I also kind of relate that are based off of they're saying that they're doing their job. They're getting these bad people off the street. They're getting these felons or these potential people that are going to be back in the system at some point. They're doing their job and getting them off the street. And those right. guys are the ones that are praised you know, in the whole squad, like, oh, you know, Jim, you know, shot this guy this week. You know, he got him down. You know, we're never going to see him again. This, those guys are praised because I guess it's just like the satisfaction that, you know, you took somebody down and you're doing your job. And I'm using air quotes. So it's like it's this sort of weird praise thing. Like, And then you also have like I actually have a statistic right here where it says that. of police officers surveyed stated that they witnessed their fellow police officers harassing or using excessive force, likely because of his or her race. So a lot of the times that you see stuff, there's officers that just come on the the force, you know, the rookies, they're, you know, they're excited, they want to help people, and you might be paired with this one guy who's just like a total jerk and he's just 
mean to everyone, pulling people over and saying mean stuff or using excessive force. Mm-hmm. And it's that it's that peer pressure. It's like, well, if you don't do it, you know, I'm going to write you up for insubordination or you're yeah. going to lose your job because you're not doing it properly. You're trying to be their friend. They're not your friend. They're the enemy. They're the bad people. And it's like, what for? Like. You know. I, ironically, that reminds me of Training Day. Now, that's movies. In movies, you know, the good guy always wins, but we live in reality. And I, I kind of want to backtrack well, to... Well, no, no, no. I'm not going to let you get away with that. Uh, These weren't the good guys. Mm-hmm. The, the guys that got shot unarmed, they weren't the good guys. No, not at all. They weren't, they weren't the bad guys. guys. They were the questionable guys, the borderline guys, the ones that thought hitting a cop because he got to do it on... Grand Theft Auto. No, please don't go there because uh, I've shown that that does nothing. I don't care. That does nothing. I, I don't care. I, I, I think it has. And I've been studying this a long time. And there's a lot of people that say that it does. Now, I'm not saying that, that it makes people want to go out and, uh, uh, you know, go on murder sprees. But question authority? When doesn't it happen on TV? Or music. There's a question of authority everywhere. You have reality TV. You have people mm-hmm. that can sit up here and say whatever they want. They can act out. You have these celebrities. Prime example. I was watching this TV show that has a group of black people. And one of the main characters, he's a singer. And he spat and punched the officer in the face. And all he got was a night in jail and a court date. That's it. Money, money can buy a lot. Of money things. can buy a lot of things, but I yeah. also I feel like that's a bad influence. That's showing our you know young black children that are coming up that hey maybe if you do this if you're a rapper or you're famous you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good interpretation and, whatsoever. And maybe there's some some borderline cops out there who are sick and tired of it and aren't going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. So so with all of this and all the things that's been happening, what can we do to change it? Um, what can we do to make it you want, better? You, do, you, do you want the the PC answer or do you want the white guy answer? White guy answer. Quit resisting arrest. <laughs> Start making police officers wear body cameras and let them know that if you mess up. I agree with the body cameras. I do what too. does the body camera prove though? It, it, can, well, it shows everything how can that it you stop do. Them though, how because, can it okay, stop them? Have you ever played video games? It can't. Mm-hmm. It can't. But I it, don't feel like it can't stop them because I feel like at the end of the day, officers are going to have this. They have this power still. I have a gun. You don't. I can still shoot you and validate it and say that it was this instead of that. But what's stopping them from doing it now? Have you seen the uh, the Dave Chappelle? He had crack on him. You saw that. He had crack on him. Like the Eric Garner video, they're like, oh, well, he was doing this well, before it, that. And that's on video, and they still yeah. he still got off scot. Did you hear about that um, that police officer that pulled over a woman, and he wanted to see her phone? And he sent provocative pictures that she took on her phone to him. Oh, yeah. And she, he deleted the message, but when she was on her iCloud on her t- um, computer, she found out that, she had di- that he had did that. Uh, and, and from what I read in that, that's a very common occurrence. That's disgusting. But I feel like the end, like the um, podcast, like what can we do to resolve it? Like as a black African-American girl, I feel like it's respect basically. Like when you see an officer, yes, sir, no, so yes, ma'am. It goes back to the olden days. You, I know my position. I know when, like, especially like when I mess up personally, they're always going to bring up the old things that I did. So you have to create this reputation of yourself and carry yourself like, the memorial pictures of Michael Brown, he has on beats, but the picture they show on CNN is him throwing up gang signs and posing the same thing, Trayvon Martin, him blowing out smoke, or when you see him, he's wearing a hood, or him riding a horse. You're always going to have this different reputation of you determining of how you're going to be used. So I'm just saying to every person, like, 
be on your P's and Q's. You have to, because it's cameras everywhere, like you said. Police officers, males, the police officer asks you, yes, sir, no, sir. Agree with it until you get into the um, police station and say, can I have a lawyer present? When they get right there, they're going to be like, why do you want a lawyer present? Like, know what you're doing. Be respectful. Think before you say something. Know your rights. Know your laws. Should we have a class what to do if you get arrested? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Have you watched How to Get Away with Murder? Okay. That's not not for me to propose, but you guys might want to. Because as teenagers and especially as a black male, we need that because as as growing up, black men that I know, some of them really do not know how to respect cops or respect Mm -hmm. authority in general. Yes. Like saying with some people have said about like, when you see a cop drive by, they want to get scared out. They know if you respect everybody around you, none of this would have a problem. And if you know you're not doing nothing you're not supposed to be doing, then you shouldn't have nothing to worry about. And plus, everybody's, like Portia was saying, learn your rights. Because a lot of us don't know our rights. And they're going to just butt out anything. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Somebody did this. Somebody did that. Like, oh, <laughs> guess what? You're getting five years in jail. Yep. Anywho. But learn, but learn your actual rights. Learn your actual rights. Not, not and learn how to be respectful. Or cops. I mean, that's all it is, really. Don't resist arrest. Don't resist arrest. Be respectful. Be respectful. You know what? You said that, and I thought, we all aren't. I'm like, we all are. I was going to say that, too. It was a story that I had saw on the news but it's, it's, where he was. He had nothing to do with the crime that was going on or any, anything. And he saw that the police were being um, um, extra over excessive. And then he started recording it. And then the cops started pointing the guns at him. And they was like, put put it down. Put your hands up. Get on the ground and everything. He was like, I didn't do anything. He was like, we don't care. Put, get on the ground and everything. He was like, I didn't do anything. And I know my rights. And he was like, the cops were all like, I don't care. And it, it went on for like about half an hour until the cops just finally gave up. And then they got whoever they was getting and left. And mm. I'm like. I feel like they want us to talk. And they up. gunned him down. And more yes, police sir. officers no, came sir. and more came. And they just but, gunned him. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I say yes, sir, and no, sir. And but, I, I know my rights. My my brother is a police officer. I've, I've got lawyers all around the family. When I get pulled over, it's yes, sir, no, sir. When mm-hmm. I get stopped for something, it's yes, sir, no, sir. I have, I have a key. Uh, but that's not, that's not giving in. That's not caving in. That's it's just, not. That's just handling things expeditiously. Yes. If I'm polite, it's over faster. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> speaking and ending it, mm-hmm. note, guys, ending it on that note, you guys, you guys are going to have a good uh, holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Have a nice uh-huh. whatever it is you celebrate, a nice uh-huh. holiday, because I don't know if you're Jewish or Buddhist or, so happy holidays, or, yeah. or Christian or Muslim still or married. agnostic I'm or totally whatever Buddhist. you want to be. Uh, just have a nice season. Have a nice two weeks off. Come back refreshed. And uh, Less be prepared to make a difference when you get back. <laughs> yes, make a big difference. Okay. Stay world. Tell everybody Bye. happy holidays. Happy, happy, happy holidays. holidays. Or whatever you want to say. Wait. Or whatever you want to say. Oh, no. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the agnostic said Mary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Be good, guys. <laughs> See you.